Hi, this is Jonathan Armstrong speaking to you from rural England this week. And I'm pleased to say that uh, Eric Sinrod is with me from California as usual for our podcasts. And um, Eric, you've been agonizing on whether Facebook kills the sacred institution of marriage. What are your thoughts on that, Eric? Well, I wouldn't say I'm agonizing, but I have given it some thought. That's true. And I'm proud to say my marriage is intact, and I am on Facebook. But um, it is an interesting issue. And, you know, at least my, my teenage daughters tell me that, you know, adults have sort of come late to the social media party, and we don't really know how to use it properly. And, of course, people growing up today are, you know, in touch with their friends throughout their lives on Facebook, and there'll be a continuum, Facebook and other social media outlets. Mm. Uh, for people of my generation, and even yours, Jonathan, I'm a little bit ahead of you, you know, we, had, we you know, went to school and graduated and went off into our separate lives and lost track of people for decades. And now with the advent of Facebook and these other outlets, we're getting back in touch decades later. And what does that mean? Is it good? Sure, it can be good. It's, it's wonderful to reconnect with your friends from college or prior experiences. But potentially, there is a threat to the venerable institution of marriage. You know, if you're married, you may seriously wish to pause and consider how you behave on Facebook and these other outlets. Why? Because as much as one-third of divorce filings uh, as recently as 2011, included the word Facebook within them, according to a recent report by abcnews.com. And the numbers, Jonathan, mm. probably are higher over the past few years. Uh, on top of that, the article points out that more than 80% of divorce attorneys report that social networking, networking behavior is finding its way into divorce proceedings. Facebook and other social media posts can be used to insinuate bad parenting, uh, depending on the behavior displayed. They also can be referred to in an effort to suggest infidelity. Um, and that, you know, what mm -hmm. happens is people get back in touch with one another, and all of a sudden uh, what starts out as a friend relationship might uh, evolve into something more, and then the spouse happens upon the other spouse's Facebook page and puts uh, you know, two and two together and understands what's happening. Um, and at times, Jonathan, Facebook and other social media behavior uh, is the last straw that breaks the camel's back in a marriage, yeah. according to the article. While one partner may have been enduring an unhappy marriage to a point, once the outrageous online behavior of the other partner is uncovered, the marriage can crumble. Um, interestingly, some people have de deactivated their Facebook accounts in order to preserve their relationships. So a question comes up, you know, what, what is the cart and what is the horse here? Does mm. conduct on Facebook and other social media outlets simply bring home an already faltering relationship? Or do Facebook and other social media outlets present, Jonathan, an irresistible urge that results and causes bad behavior that might otherwise not happen? Now, naturally, the answer may depend on the specifics of a particular relationship, but all that being said, and this is sort of a cautionary note, uh, you know, if, if people value their marriage and their relationship, they really should think once, twice, and even more than twice as to how to present themselves and act in this new social media realm. So that being said, Jonathan, I know you're going to have some thoughts in response. Yeah, um, I, I don't often say this, Eric, but really wise words, I think. I mean, I think that is a modern-day conundrum, really. And sometimes, of course, 
people in the marriage stakes think uh, the grass is greener on the other side, but they also remember uh, Halcyon days when, um, without mixing my metaphors, they freely gathered hay as well. And, um, and, and I think the difficulty um, for many uh, people these days is whilst, and I'm, and I'm happily married too, and this doesn't apply to me, is, is this sort of remember with rose-tinted spectacles what some relationships were, were like in bygone days. And, and in the olden days, that was hard um, to get back in touch. But now either party can try and rekindle uh, that flame by using Facebook. And I, and I think it is um, definitely a cautionary tale and one that people need to think through carefully. The other thing that I've heard, uh, at least anecdotally, is the number of times that this type of rekindling of an old flame also appears in the lower criminal courts in the UK. And I'm told that it's a feature of many cases now where, you know, um, uh, girl A reconnects with old flame B and, uh, you know, husband, living partner, current beau, whatever, C finds out about it and goes to, uh, you know, almost like deer's rutting, goes and finds the old uh, flame and tells him to keep away from his, uh, his girlfriend, wife, slash significant other, because they now have a better thing that, than he ever used to, and a fight breaks out, and, and, and you know how this ends up. And I'm told that that's a, a, a painfully regular scenario in some of our uh, lower criminal courts as well, and that might just be anecdotal. I don't know whether there are any statistics on this. But I think that the... Um, you know this uh, recapturing of, um, of of previous relationships is obviously um, is more likely to happen in, in in the days of social media, and I guess we do just have to think carefully before we um, accept friend requests, and we need to be sensitive to the feelings of our now significant others if we rekindle relationships with those who previously occupied the position. Well said. And it's interesting. <laughs> on, your side, well, on your side of the pond, the metaphor is freely growing hay. Here we say sowing wild oats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what to make of that. But, yeah. So, you know, we all need to sort of live and learn and uh, try to comport ourselves in this new social media uh, environment and uh, – I think your points are well taken, too. No, perhaps what we need, Eric, you know, is um, in the olden days, of course, by which I mean Victorian England, we used to have books of etiquette and, and, and lessons in deportment, how to conduct ourselves socially. And I just wonder, and maybe this is my strange, peculiar, uh, early evening UK thought, do we need that? For the internet, do we need a book of modern social media etiquette so that we know how we should behave and and we take into account the new social morality and codes of interaction? Or is that too grandiose a thought? So rather than having Emily Post's book of etiquette, we'll have Jonathan Armstrong's book of netiquette. <laughs> 
I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if it, it would be something that would be realistic or even uh, following. Because I think, that, you know, the point I made earlier, it might be a real one, this whole idea of the irresistible urge. Uh, and I think mm -hmm. you made the point about sort of the halcyon days. And what can happen is uh, it's one thing to sort of make a new friend uh, on a social media outlet. But when you get back in touch with somebody who was your former flame from decades ago, it transports you back to those younger days. Uh, mm. And then, of course, you're interacting online, so it's not really realistic, and, and things can kind of escalate, so I understand. And therefore, you know, whether there's some sort of you know, rule book out there as to how to behave and whether that would come into play, I'm skeptical. I think you're right to be. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just, just behave. Uh, <laughs> no, and, and, that, and, and maybe it's as simple as that. Treat others as you would be treated yourself. Very good. Well said. All right. So this has been your most recent uh, edition of Dwayne Morris's Tech Law 10. We come to you weekly with all things tech and legal. And my name is Eric Sinrod. I'm in San Francisco, ejsinrod at DwayneMorris.com. Jonathan loves to wrap it up, so we're going to turn it over to him. Yeah, and I'm uh, JP Armstrong uh, at uh, DwayneMorris.com. We'd love to hear your opinions. Um, of course, should you need marriage guidance advice, you can log on to our uh, Tech Law 10 LinkedIn pages, and we'll crowdsource that advice uh, for you with other members in the group. Uh, all that remains, I think, is to thank you for listening. We hope that this has been thought-provoking. Do share your comments with us, even e either on the LinkedIn group or otherwise, and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening. Cheers. <laughs>